He's the Sultan of Salary. Money, please. Our very own sports financial guru. When athletes get paid, he's our go-to guy. I know he's taking rich. He's Mike Gennetti from SpotRack.com. Mike Gennetti, our go-to sports financial expert, the best in the business. You can find his work over at SpotRack.com and on Twitter at S-P-O-T-R-A-C. Mike, it's draft week. Can you feel the buzz in the air? Yes, of course. It's tons of work. I, uh... I love and loathe this weekend, Brandon, because it's uh, it's a heck of a lot of work for data input nerds like me, especially when it comes to undrafted free agents. But it's uh, it's exciting. We uh, we generally get about nine hundred to a thousand new players in the system this week, so it's exciting for us as well. That's true. It's a big uh, data input week for you with all of the all of the names and the and the contracts that go along with it. Do you think things are going to get wild on draft night trade wise? It feels to me like this could be one of those years where we see a ton of trades in round one. Just because there, it doesn't seem like there's a consensus beyond maybe pick one. Yeah, it's a tough read, right? We hear we heard a lot of GMs talk about how it's kind of like a, a half full first round, and then it's a, it's a crapshoot, which generally leads the teams trying to get out of there. I just don't know if there's enough ammo to do that this year. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll all get our wish, and, and that'll include actual players included into these trades to, to spice things up a little bit. There's a, a dozen or so names at least rumored to be on the block right now. So maybe teams will try to include those with draft picks and uh, really explode this weekend. So let's look at Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, finally made official, and it looks to me like the compensation was exactly what we thought it would be, what we've been talking about for the last couple of months. What finally pushed this deal over the edge? Why yesterday? Uh, deadlines, right? We're here. The, the the Packers certainly wanted the 2023 draft included, um, so that was a big sticking point. That Thursday was just around the bend. It sounds like the Jets had to give a little bit on that second round pick this year and, and swapping first round picks. That was kind of a last minute heave ho. Um, I disagree slightly with the expected part of this, though. I, I'm shocked that the Jets got basically no protection after 2023. You know, the condition on that pick next year has to do with Rodgers playing this year. So essentially it's an injury protection, hmm. but nothing to do with him coming back, nothing to do with him retiring. It's just simply he got him this year, and uh, if he chooses to come back in 2024, you can have him then too. But if not, then it's uh, one heck of a load to give up for one year, $60 million. Yeah, actually you're right about that, because that was the that was the wrinkle that we had discussed about the first-round pick being converted to a first-round pick in next year's draft because Aaron Rodgers signed on to play that second season, and he doesn't need to do that now, and the Jets would still have to convert that second-round pick to a first-round pick. With that, I mean, I guess the Packers, even though they didn't really get that much for a guy that is as great as Aaron Rodgers is, it sounds like you think they did pretty well for themselves. Uh, yeah, the, the part that you know, so many people are leaving out of this, we're talking about the $60 million cash, but the the debt cap, the guarantees, the bonus structure, everything that's built into this contract that, look, Green Bay agreed to, the fact that Green Bay gets off this contract now, it's kind of like, you know, getting off of the John Wall contract or getting off one of those contracts in the NBA that you, you think is untradeable and then that team makes it happen at the, at the last second. That's what this should have been. And not only did Green Bay move it, uh, you know, they got significant draft capital back for it. So, uh, you know, I've got an article posted on SpotKit.com brand that details the scenarios that the Jets are going to face. If he retires after this year, if he stays another year, 
uh, the dead cap's going to be pretty astronomical. So this is not just a, a four or five month rental from a contract purpose. This is going to stick for a couple years down the road here. So how has this changed the Packers cap situation then now, now that the deal is finalized? Yeah, they take on about $9 million more because of the dead cap hit. So it's all this year. It's $40 billion changed this year. Uh, and then they're done. You know, wipe your hands clean of Aaron Rodgers after 2023 in all regards. And, uh, and that's it. They can move forward with Jordan Love's expected fifth-year option, and we'll see what happens after that. But that's a, it's a pretty clean break with, uh, with some draft picks in boot now for Green Bay. We're talking to Mike Gennetti, our go-to sports financial expert, the best in the business. You can find his work over at SpotTrack.com. Trey Lance rumors appear to be running rampant. Do you think it's realistic that the 49ers could actually move off of him before ever getting any real idea of what they've invested in when it comes to Lance? Yeah, I think it's – I look at that differently. I think they would love to get anything for him right now before the rest of the league knows what they're getting out of Trey Lance. I think they know exactly what he can be, maybe what his ceiling is, and maybe that Brock Purdy and that style of quarterback is just a better fit for what Cal Shanahan has to offer. So I, I do think there's some, some draft and, and rookie contract regret here, and I believe that uh, some of the rumors we're hearing out there are being, are being based out of San Francisco to try to generate some interest here. And I think there's some teams at least mildly interested right now, and that would be Minnesota, Tennessee, to name a few. So I, I think where there's smoke, there's fire on this one. And I wouldn't be super shocked if it didn't happen because uh, San Francisco loves the contract situation. They might want to see one more season out of it. But if it does happen and they can get back to a first-round pick that they gave up to move up here, uh, I wouldn't be overly surprised in that regard either. I mean, I just don't know how they could know for sure. Of course you get a yeah. better idea that guy's – in the, in the locker room, he's in the meetings, he's going through practice, so they have a lot more insight than the rest of us, but he still hasn't really played. I mean, he played a couple of games in his rookie year, that was it. He played in one game, essentially, in a monsoon this past year. We just have no idea if he's actually any good when he hits the bright lights in the big stage. We don't. Uh, you know, we've seen some guys go from 0 to 100 like that. My guess is that the 49ers are looking around that room sort of like the Jets did this offseason, and they know the kind of roster they have right now. It's absolutely win now. Uh, they want something that they can they can throw out there and, and at least get above average production from right now. They're not looking for a developmental program. So if that's how they treat Trey Lance right now internally, moving on is the best regard for them. Um, and, uh, last thing on this, what's the return then if they're just willing to part ways? What do you think they get back in return for a guy that they gave up so much for I guess that doesn't even factor in. I mean, if they're trading him, you can't recoup those losses. But what, is, what does he end up fetching in a trade? It's a good question. I'd probably look at the Sam Darnold situation a little bit. I think that was a second, a fourth, and a sixth. So maybe that becomes a one, three, five if you're Trey Lance just because of the upside and the, and the, the term of contract that's left, essentially two years plus a fifth-year option. Uh, I do think they get one of those first-round picks back when it's all said and done, which is really most important to them. Oh, that would be big uh, for them. Let's let's do uh, one baseball, one basketball note. In, uh, in the big leagues, Brian Reynolds and the Pirates agreed to an eight-year, $106 million extension. There were a lot of rumors that the Pirates were going to move off of him, that he was demanding a trade. Do you think this changes any of that? And are you surprised that a team as cheap as Pittsburgh signed a guy for $100 bucks? I'm always surprised when the Pirates do anything big like this because it just doesn't happen. This is the this is the largest total value contract in the history of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, so from that regard, it's a great deal for Brian Reynolds. He didn't get his player opt out, 
So he's kind of stuck in this thing until at least 2030, maybe 2031. Uh, will the trade demand come soon? I don't think so. This is a team that actually looks like it's at least starting to turn a corner. I, I know it's not going to be, you know, for the entire 2023 season like this, but there's some youth really starting to grow into that roster. So I think he senses that a little bit. And he's able to say $100 million is uh, is worth my time right now, even if I'm not getting the stipulations I wanted. So we've seen some pretty eyebrow-raising coaching changes in the NBA. Nick Nurse let go from Toronto. The rumor was that they did this to pave way for Ime Udoka, who ends up with the Houston Rockets as of yesterday. What do you think happened with the Raptors? And does money come into play here at all in terms of Nick Nurse? Yeah, I would think so. Uh, the Raptors are weird, right? Kind of seems like they're a little past their prime, even though I like a lot of what's, what's on that roster right now. It seems like they're, they're brewing for major changes, whether that's, you know, Siakam, whether it's, uh, you know, certainly Van Fleet, who hits free agency here. It, it seems like that's gonna, there's going to be a heck of a lot of turnover, and maybe they're going to be a couple years away from being a couple years away. And that's factoring into some of these coaching decisions. Um, I, Nick Nurse is going to get a job. I mean, there's going to be four or five new availabilities here come you know, the next two weeks or so. Uh, so I don't, I don't see him sitting out for too long here, even though he's got some guaranteed dead cash. Uh, but I, I get it. I get the young Houston Rockets and, and teams like that with superstars already on their roster and some development work to do, being the, being the opted choice here for some of these better coaches. Mike Gennetti, sports financial analyst, the best in the game. You can find his work over at SpotTrack.com and on Twitter at S-P-O-T-R-A-C. Make sure you download that SpotTrack podcast as well, found on Apple and on Spotify. Thanks so much, Mike. I appreciate it as always. You bet, man. Coming up next, tonight is a big night for Palo and UCF making waves in the portal. Our final four things coming at you right after this.